Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will help you grow your business and take it to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have on Ken Stearns, and he is a writer, podcast creator and host, lyricist and photographer. He's a well-traveled, well-seasoned Midwestern kid beginning his third act, I can appreciate that, (laughs) in this life for himself and that of others. Ken traded in his suit Again, I can appreciate that. For a van, a mic, and some questions. He is roughly 12 months into his journey and feels that it's given him so much more than he ever imagined. I thought that the great theme today would be risking it all, considering he gave up that that suit, got that mic, and he's going around interviewing others, which is what I love to do too. So mm. risking it all is our theme. Please welcome Ken Stearns. Thank you, Vicki. Thank yeah, you. thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I, I do uh, have a lot of, I guess, compassion and sometimes envy for people who decided to follow their dream and mm. really to, to risk it all, to really say, I'm going to do this and I'll learn from things that go wrong and just make it great. Before we get into all of the meat of this, though, I always ask the simple question to tell everybody where, what part of the country are you traveling in now or living in now? <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, it, I didn't realize you were in Roswell. Yes, yes. Uh, we could have done this. We could have done this live in person. I'm, uh, in, no. I'm in Hartwell. Uh, well, you know what? My brother-in-law has a lick house in Hartwell, and That's we fr- love to go to Hartwell. So yes, we'll have to get together and do something. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> at my I'm at my sister's lake house. Ah. Uh, that's so funny. So I I started in April, and I made it across. I started in Washington State, and went all the way across the mm. upper the upper half of the U.S. and then down the eastern seaboard, and parked the van uh, in December. Oh take my a goodness. little family break, Christmas break. And also I was at a, a kind of a crazy pace mm. um, interviewing. I went to 60 cities in that time and interviewed about 200 people. Wow. So I needed a little break. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so cool. You know, I, I, when I was, oh gosh, 13, 12 or 13, my dad took a month off of work. He was a postal oh, carrier great. and, oh, and we went from Pittsburgh two weeks down the Southern part of the U S and then two weeks from California back the Northern part of us. Oh, wow. And 
you know, the youngest was four and, and she unfortunately doesn't remember yeah. the, the excitement and the craziness that we had. But whenever I reflect on that, I think of all of the interesting people that I met along yeah. the way. Yeah. And, and now in all my travels of my 65 years going around that sun, I, there are so many crazy great people that I've met that that's what it inspired me to do this. And that's yeah. when I read your bio, I thought, oh my gosh, we're like kindred spirits. I love yeah. meeting people in this environment. This is, yeah, podcasting has been so much fun. I've met so many great people. So what is the biggest lesson that you've learned from your travels, from working overseas, from mm. really doing these interviews? What is the biggest lessons that you've learned? I mean, Vicki, if you, if you put both together, um, then you've got the human side, yeah. right? You know, the human side. Mm -hmm. I, I think for sure, the one, one lesson that one thing that kind of a mantra that came out from the, the travels was, and hearing people's stories, human spirit is unbreakable. Yeah. I, you know, the depths, how bad humans can treat each other, mm -hmm. uh, how bad we can treat ourselves, uh, even the, the pain, the emptiness that people go through, the, the how low they go as people, as even humans, and, and the way they reflect on their own actions or just mental state. And that the fact that we can pull out of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oftentimes it, the journey's lonely. Yeah. You know, people can reach out, people can ask you, they can, they can bring you to the, you know, they can bring that dry mouth horse to the water, but you know, sometimes <laughs> horse can turn around and, yeah. kick, you know, it just put up dust mm -hmm. in, in people are working out their demons or working out, you know, whatever it is they have to go through in life to get to that recognition of self and the value of, you know, that they are good enough. Yeah. Um, and these dark times will pass, you know, just human spirit is just amazing. And I'm, and I'm lifted up by that. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, my spirit is like, I had no idea how strong people actually are, uh, to what they can go through and still come out and share and be amazing humans at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So true. I think sometimes you, you can't really know joy unless you know pain, mm. you really you don't understand how thankful you are until you see the pain and, and the aggravation and the frustration of others. And, and I think that's why having a daily prayer of gratitude is so important because it really refocus you, you know, each day is a new day to remember, Oh my gosh, you know, I, gratitude. I, I got gratitude. through this, I got through this, you know, cause there are just tough times and, and, and then whenever you do have that good time, sometimes we forget, right? We forget, oh gosh, I should be yeah. thankful for this great time I'm having. Yeah, because there's down days. I mean, you have some oh. days, you know, that are just rough. I was sharing this morning, you know, I tried to get out. We had a great, a great uh, interview lined up and we get online. It's my Monday morning. It's 10 in the morning <laughs> and the audio just doesn't work. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like. And I planned like last week, I spent a lot of time working hard to plan the week and, you know, and, and just to get that it's Monday morning and you're like, oh, mm. really? Oh, you know, and so just getting through those little moments, because now here mm. I am with you and everything is perfect. And, I'm, yeah. you know, and so it just that's gone. That's it's already passed. Mm. Um, and that's the key thing. Let it go. 
Let, oh, let it, it pass. Get... Yeah. But there are people that just like would dwell and dwell, but you let it go. I I was one of those. I mean, I for sure have become a different person mm -hmm. um, traveling on my own. You know, living in corporate life, living overseas is one is a certain kind of a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, for sure, I've changed lifestyles dramatically, uh, you know, going from a corporate lifestyle to basically living, not living in, but living out of a van and, <laughs> and two suitcases. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have, you know, I have everything I need literally in a couple of suitcases and, a, and two boxes. And even some of the stuff that I packed that I thought I needed, I don't actually need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's yeah. kind of crazy. And and actually, you know, the stuff that I need the most is my, you know, my, my branded stuff, my my clothes and a computer and a good camera and a good mic. And I'm happy right now. Yeah. And Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, Wi-Fi. <laughs> Somehow we have good Wi-Fi here. So... I want you to just talk more about, you, you touched on it a little bit, but risking it all. You gave it all up. Mm. Uh, you know, when you, you had that thought in your mind, I'm going to do this. I know, because I've been there, but I know there was moments of doubt. How do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. How do you, how do you go ahead and risk it all? It's tough. Um, there was, there were some crazy moments. Um, definitely in the planning stages, knowing I was going to quit, mm. you know, and quitting a job is probably one of the more stressful things I've ever done, you know, because yeah. you get quite, you get very close to a boss. You know, my boss, I'm at a, I was at a senior level in every company and I was very close to CEO or a, a, a regional person, but I always had very good relationships mm. and, you know, quitting is like, it's like you're a quitter in a way, right? It, yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of connotations you got to get your head around that you're not quitting, you're doing something different, and you. But people look at you like you're a lunatic. First yeah. off, let me mm -hmm. I can tell you that. So there's the <laughs> <laughs> so there's the you know what's going to happen when you do it. Um, but man, I was so over what I was what I was unprepared for was the emotion once I'd done it. And and there was a that was a first kind of wave yeah. of like I was a free man. I called it a free man. And I wrote a song. I just finished the song. It took me a year or something, but I wrote a song called Free I'm a Free Man. Mm. And you know, I was really literally truly emancipated from so many things. You know, the mental stuff, the physically being at an office, um, the work 24, you know, you literally never stop thinking about the job. They own you 24-7 in corporate life, especially in management. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was, man, I, I, I can't describe it. I, I wrote this video. I not wrote, but I took a video. I took a selfie. And I never do that. I took a selfie <laughs> just saying, I don't want to forget this moment, good or bad. You know, 24 months from now, I could be back in a company. Mm -hmm. You know, I, the, the risk is there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I got to see this video and remember this moment that I can't go backwards. You know, I can't go back. And the other one that hit me was when I bought the van and all that planning. And I had, you know, boy, man, my research, I spent two, three years planning this. And, you know, when I was in California and I've, there's a photo of me standing by the van with no branding on it. And I just jump up and I take a photo with the, the sales guy took it of me. And I, and you know, he left and, you know, fanfare is over. And there I am, some idiot with a big van and an idea. Yeah. 
And, you know, nobody, nobody, I don't think anybody believes in me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. I got my kids love me. My family <laughs> loves me, but I think they thought I was a lunatic. Um, <laughs> and you realize, you know, there's no going back. Yeah. And it's so much there's so these there's moments of absolute emancipation to, you know, see, feeling so free in your own self terrified of that because nobody you know everybody thinks you're a lunatic they'll admire you for being a lunatic but nobody would ever do it no one's standing you 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 look around and no one's next to you (laughs) suddenly and when i when i drove off that that lot i knew it was there's no going back Mm. it's no going back and that was a terrifying moment honestly (laughs) really was and i'm a you know and i planned it a long time and and also just that feeling of being fantasy stuff, planning thoughts, laying in bed, staring at computers, researching, and then to physically be in the the embodiment embodiment of your dream. Mm-hmm. A really weird thing, I have to say. I hope listeners get to do that someday. Yeah. And I think once you've done that, once you've done it and lived, <laughs> I'm still alive. (laughs) It's so true. So then it makes it easier, I think. And and you can talk to this, but of saying yes to other things that that are outside of your comfort zone that that maybe you aren't right today the expert at, but you know in your heart you can be in a short time. It, so you, you've you've actually something I don't I'm not sure we touched on this before. Um, so part of this may be a surprise to you, um, but your your point is super powerful. Uh, for sure, I I'm not an interviewer. I've never been a podcaster. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm technically inclined, but you know, now I'm a, a recording person. <laughs> I can take video. I can upload it. I can do a podcast. I mean, I've, we've launched the websites and you know all this crazy stuff that that all now is just seems like, you know, walking, you know, walking and chewing gum. One of the things that came out of this that, um, you know, besides the strength of humanity is also the weakness, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the mental health and the lack of tools, the lack of education, the lack of awareness, how ill-equipped we are for life in, especially in between these two, Mm -hmm. these two ears, you know, all the stuff that goes on in the gray matter. Um, and I've come, I've come to the, say, past the conclusion, I've started the process, uh, of building a nonprofit. Mm. I don't know anything about not, I I don't (laughs) even know anything about running a business on my own. I've got one of those. So when you don't know anything about anything, just jump in. So I've now filed for, uh, I'm in the process of learning how to file on an IRS website for a 5013C. Um, I'm building a foundation around mental health. And the weirdest thing happened the other day. I had this crazy idea and I thought, I, I don't know anything about mental health and I don't know anything about mental health foundations. And and I was talking to friends and they're like, you don't know anything about that. Well, you should get a therapist. <laughs> like, if you thought, and I was like, well, people are poo-pooing on my idea. I don't like that. <laughs> I have good ideas. And so now what I'm doing is, um, I'm having, I'm launching another podcast. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to start, I think this Friday, I'll get one up and I'm going to do it on mental health foundation. And I'm bring, inviting anybody in either policymaking, mm. uh, patient advocacy or, 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 um, 
on the insurance side, anybody in the mental health side, anything around that to come on the show and talk for 30 minutes and do a live. I'm just going to do a live, very you know raw recording and then, and then just publish it. But it's actually more 30 minutes to educate Ken. <laughs> on, on their on their particular expertise and the audience you know if the mm -hmm. audience if we get if we gather an audience um so yeah you can i mean for anybody listening you just do it just be you know be stupid like me just don't you know i don't know anything about it but here i am i'm in it and i'm and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna get somewhere and i may not be that may not be the final thought right just like mm -hmm. i started the jar with one idea mm -hmm. and it's turned into now I'm creating a mental health foundation. I'm not sure this is the right path either, but I'm following, yeah. I'm following the leads. Two things that come to mind as you were saying that, first of all, I remember one of my mentors who always told me that I should always hire smarter people than me. Don't be the smartest person in the room. So Don't, for you to not genius. know anything about this, but having the passion and the vision, that's a huge stepping stone to the foundation. And you mm. can find smart people to help Absolutely. you. And so that podcast is a great way. This is why I started this podcast, because I wanted to have a platform where people, I could connect people with the ones that would help them grow their business. Oh. You know, I'm not going to tell you that I can t teach you everything there is to, to do your business, but I can connect you with somebody get, who can. Right. Yeah. This is it. The it's, it's so, so powerful. Listen, listening mm -hmm. yeah. and, mm -hmm. and letting people talk. I, you know, man, I've learned so much from people on my show. I know uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like living in Asia? Amazing. I, you know, in a, in a word, amazing. Um, it would be, you know, if you're thinking about it, you fantasize about it, you think about going somewhere, it is everything you'd imagine it to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's super exciting. Uh, it's different. Uh, culturally, you know, you're culturally, you, you will never be that country person, right? You know, mm -hmm. I would never be a Vietnamese person or understand culturally uh, so many things. So you're, it's kind of weird. You're inside, you're living there and you could even be living, you know, in a neighborhood and could, you mm -hmm. can acclimate, but still there's a, there's a gap. You're always a foreigner. Mm -hmm. um, but if you keep the sense of wonderment, you know, and, and patience, you know, because yeah. things are different and you're a guest, mm -hmm. you know, you have to always remember you're a guest and they're not mm -hmm. stupid. They're doing it the way they want. They're doing it the way they do it. And, you know, you got to kind of get your head around it. Uh, but I think a lot of foreigners as I, you know, cause I lived in different countries and, you know, foreigners, a different thing in every country. Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the challenges I think is, is, you know, keeping your sense of humor. Things are different. Uh, food's different. People have different cultures, different, you know, um, biases. Mm -hmm. Everything is, you know, everything's upside down and it's a great, uh, Asia was fantastic for me and I loved every country. I've even the countries I visited, um, really was no place I didn't like. And mm -hmm. I got on the airplane and I said, oh, shit, I got to go there. <laughs> it was, you know, sometimes it was the work mm -hmm. was where I was like, oh, shoot, I don't want to go there because of the work or yeah. the people I have to deal with. Uh, but I was always, you know, the destinations are always great. And, and the food and the food, if you're a foodie. Yeah, to me, it's it's just a, a great I love learning. And I think that mm -hmm. every time, every place you go, 
gives you such a great opportunity to immerse and learn and yes and understand that you are are different and and that's okay that's what makes the world go round you know our differences and you you really do um when you meet people face to face right all the mm -hmm. biases go away all the the um, stereotypes the pre you know preconceived ideas mm -hmm. kind of disappear because you meet the real person mm -hmm. so you know what you think of of different countries uh what the people are like you know you mm -hmm. we're all man we're all so close we are so closely aligned you know forget the color of the skin the shape of the eyes the the, mm -hmm. the hair you forget the the religion forget the politics if you boil it down to we are so closely aligned as people mm -hmm. uh to the core values of of humanity um all this other stuff is noise honestly yeah for sure what advice would you give someone who is thinking maybe someday i'm gonna lose leave my comfy corporate mm -hmm. job and start out on a business of my own what advice would you give them be intentional Right. I think we talked a little bit about mm -hmm. this, you know, mm -hmm. and it was not even a word in my vocabulary two years ago. <laughs> it really was not. I mean, and I was intentional in, in a lot of ways, but I didn't understand intentionality and in, in, mm -hmm. in the out. And, you know, so one is be intentional. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think, you know, what I mean by that is be be a planner. Mm -hmm. You know, there is nothing. Um, you don't want to leave any stone unturned. So take mm -hmm. your time, plan, and have that time. You need quiet space time. So, and I don't, you know, man, I tell you, as a, I was a father. I go to my grandkids' house, and it's a circus. I can't do anything creative in there. <laughs> and it's just full on chaos. Energy is chaos. So, you know, be in, find some quiet space and quiet time when you can reflect and mm -hmm. think and envision. I'm a real big fan of imagineering. Yeah and imagining what everything is going to be like and visualizing it. I read a lot of books about the Russians doing this, you know, years and years and years ago, a lot of science behind it. Um, but the more detailed you can get, mm -hmm. the better the outcome, the closer to the outcome. So some people are asking me, I, I get asked a lot, you know, is it like, is it what you thought it would be? And I'm like, actually, it's like really, really close to what I thought it would be. <laughs> Because I've dreamed about like yeah. interviews, a thousand interviews and a thousand trips in and out of the van and, you know, pulling into a parking lot, what that's like, where do you park, you know, what do you pull the van, where do you put, what stuff you pull out, what, you know, I mean, in my mind, I've gone through a hundred thousand times. Um, so one is be intentional, mm -hmm. use that imagination about what you want it to be like. And the other one is tell everybody. I yeah. don't believe in, I don't believe in this stuff about don't tell friends, don't tell people your secrets or what your dreams are because it'll crush it. You know, that's how you find out who your friends are. <laughs> that's like that's, you know, you know, why why do you want to not know who you're like? That's the mm -hmm. litmus test. Run around and tell your friends you're going to do something crazy and see who supports you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Be, but it, but let it everybody makes know. you accountable too. It, it holds it you accountable. You, yeah. And it, it engages the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a, you put it out there. It's a real thing, Vicki. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing. The right. universe will... The universe hates an imbalance. Mm. The universe is a zero-sum game. Everything, it's a math, it's a giant math equation, <laughs> and you can use it to your advantage right. by, you know, if you if you jack 
the numbers up in your favor, the universe will have to fill in the balance. Uh That's so good. (laughs) So what does leadership look like, smell like? What is the best and the worst? (laughs) <laughs> leaders that you've worked with and I, I could fill in the blanks there too yeah like, you like it <laughs> tell me about I it. think you spent enough time in corporate we would <laughs> we would we could actually we could write a book on this yes we could we could there, I, oh, wait, have, I, have, I started doing that. <laughs> I, I like this one though where you frame it as what does it look like and smell like mm-hmm. my my first like the first thought the first gut word that came out of it was you can't see it mm. but then that was wrong then I yeah, no. said, no, no, that's not right. You can, you can absolutely see good leadership. Mm-hmm. And in fact, and then I, then it was quickly to the reverse, which is actually leadership is, is, is basically tangible. You see it. It's everywhere in the office. Um, I, I go back to, I kind of struggle for a second, just um, I'm going back to some recent leaders, right. And, and the different kind of styles and, mm-hmm. you know, because there are, there's leadership. And then I think every leader that you'd put under that category, has got different styles. And so some may be more favorable to some people than others. Mm-hmm. Depends on your, on your, on what you would be warmed up to. Um, where I've seen the greatest teams built, you know, and I, for me, it's a leadership thing. It starts at the top and they build a great team close to them. And then they, and they watch it. You know, the, so one of the things is they surround themselves with really good people. Mm-hmm. who they are confident can do the job. It's well communicated. So the vision and direction is well communicated. And it's it's the leader's vision, right? right? And they hire people around that who can fulfill that. And then they get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> and they get out of the way. And they empower, mm-hmm. they empower these people in a kind of a, almost a reckless manner yeah. is, a, is a way you could say it, right? Because you have to be, if, if it's a, I mean, look, if you're just, if you're holding the reins for a company, you don't have to be reckless. You just, and you don't also don't have vision, right? You just, you're just mm-hmm. executing Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Just don't screw it up. Just don't change mm-hmm. the formula and keep spending trillions on advertising. Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> change a formula once every 10 years to just upset people. Um, you know, but if you're if you're running a real business mm-hmm. and you know, you need vision and yeah. you need leaders who hire people who can understand that and communicate it to their teams as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody needs to be this communication part for me, the parking lot attendant, the person scraping dishes in the cafeteria, the secretary who comes in early and goes home late, um, they all need to know what things they do, how that plays into the big picture, mm-hmm. how your role, why is it important that we don't have an error rate when we're keying in information into the system? You know, it seems like the 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 basic entry level job is keying information. If you know, we still have, for example, you have people keying in information. Right. And that's a sucky job. I mean, that's brutal to to strap yeah. it on every day to go in and sit down and transfers a white paper into a into a into a formula somewhere in some spreadsheet or or into a program it's a brutal that's a tough job mm-hmm. or to check two things you know images on a system but it's critically important yeah and there's a lot of reasons why and you can explain a good leader can explain to the person in the back of the room 
your job is critically important because it affects this person who affects this person. And mm -hmm. when the customer calls, it ruins her experience or it yeah. makes her experience amazing. So, you know, it's good vision, um, good people at their front level. And then that ability to explain while everybody's in it together and everybody's mm -hmm. job is important. You know, we could probably do a whole another hour on this talking oh, about your and my experiences. Yeah, I one of the things that I teach is leading with your heart, your head, and your hands, because I truly live through the experience of I love that. of how it love empowered that. people to really become innovative. We always talk about succession planning and, and why, you know, these people aren't coming and their leaders oftentimes just look for mini me's instead of looking for people that will fill the gaps and the holes and so we could have a whole nother whole nother uh podcast on all of that but i have a we are, yeah we're, we're running out of time so okay, we're going to go ahead to the rapid fire and here see we go. what we've got for you for this uh what is the yeah. hardest interview you've done and why hardest interview i did very easily i <laughs> i cannot even besides still remember. today <laughs> yeah, besides today, uh, was was the fall of 2000, and I got interviewed by Mr. Frank Chan. Uh, he was a CEO for AIG in mm. Hong Kong, and AI, and that was my for that was my interview with a local guy. First time I'd met a local person, yeah. and he was known as being a real tough, <laughs> hard ass, and he was mm. every bit he was every <laughs> bit of what I expected. And I. I had no, it was one of the few times I ever left the job. I had no idea if I, the interview, how it went. And I got downstairs and they said, oh, you're fine. Oh. You know, and I, and I literally, you know, yeah, I know. I really walked out of there and went, hey, that guy's got ice in his veins. Mm, that's so no, tough. No tells. He did not have a tell. What is your biggest regret? Hmm. Biggest regret. Um. I mean, there's one's personal ones and there's work ones. I think a work one would be not not taking those chances, not getting out of jobs that weren't good for me, mm. no matter what the impact financially or emotionally or to just get out of a toxic mm. place instead of hanging on and hoping something would change. Yeah. Yeah. Can understand what does hard choices, hard choices. What does compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness all mean to you? <laughs> Where did you get that question? Why that question? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, those are our powerful tools. Yes, um, they are. And so, in in my book, um, the second the second part of the book, the second mm -hmm. the second book of the book, is uh, it's basically called the Book of Others. And in my in my mind, these are things acceptance, forgiveness, compassion are three things that we absolutely need in our skill set, our tool set in, <sighs> in being with other people. So it's a direct for me, it's it's more of an interpersonal skill. Right. And, you know, and I, I there's another kind of a song uh, lyrically. I've got this thing going in my head, you know, which is I started out in life, maybe looking for acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. And I, and along the way, I learned actually forgiveness was what I probably needed. 
mm-hmm. and to both myself and to grit and to give forgiveness, to accept it and to give it. Wow. And in that, I found real compassion. Mm. Sounds kind of goofy, but it, it's a. It, I just came to this. Actually, this, it's like a. This is a another song cooking in my head. Yeah. And you know, and I wasn't sure what to do with that. So in the book, but I, I those parts in the book are really powerful for me. I mm. mean, acceptance. I don't have to agree with what you do. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of confusion today around what people want to do and what they, you know, the lives they want to live. And I think people can live any life they want. This is a, you know, it's a beautiful thing about being humans and where we are. Hopefully we can do that. Um, but it doesn't mean I have to, I, I, I may not want to live your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I may not believe mm-hmm. the way you live in is the way I want to live. Yeah. So, I can accept you for who you are. It doesn't mean I have to agree. Mm-hmm. And I can have compassion as well. When I whenever I read that and and we thank you for mentioning your book, that was one of the next things. So but I I kind of reflected on the last 20 years, you know, and mm. in my 50s, I really started to understand this. Yes. Up to then, I was always seeking acceptance, right? As as a young corporate person, you're always trying to to do what others want you to do, what you think they want to do, and and you (laughs) you didn't. Your authentic self was never good enough. You know, yours. You always had that imposter syndrome, and um, and then in my fifties, I grew as a manager because I became more empathetic and emotionally intelligent and that compassion for others just carries through so much. And and in life, we know that you just have to forget, forgive and forget and move on. Right. Uh, This is so true. I mean, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's not, this is (laughs) when you're young. I mean, this is really, holy cow. Mm -hmm. These are heavy, and it took me this long to get to the place where I thought I understood <laughs> these. I thought I understood these topics. Yeah. So your book must be awesome. I'll have to get it. Uh, actually, I think I did download it. The last question is the next big thing for you. I think you told me it, but just. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I the let foundation, that out of the bag. right? Right. Yeah, the foundation. foundation. It is. All the, right. Yeah. It's really the next big thing. And I think, um, you know, I don't know where it's, I don't know where it's going to lead. Uh, one of the, one of the pieces of advice, although it wasn't shaped in a piece of advice, but it came out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was asking me, what's the next big thing, Ken? What are you doing after this? Where are you going? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I said, I, and this was five months ago, four months ago. And I said, I, I honestly, and it happened a few times. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't really know, but I, I have this plan mm-hmm. and it's weird because I've, I mean, I have books with, you know, five-year plan, 10-year plan, mm-hmm. 25. What am I doing when I'm 100, right? I used to, I was having these things and I had all these notes from, you know, and I was going to do this and do this. And I had all these yeah. lists and just put it out there kind of stuff. Not not so serious, but just a marker. And I, and I realized, holy cow, I don't have any, all of my things that I've written down, all my plans that I had done before are gone, are out the window. <laughs> I have so upside down my life that everything that I had all these like, these things, none of it's going to happen. It's all going to be very different. Yeah. Um, so it's very exciting. And the, so the the message I got back from somebody was, they said, oh, the path will rise to meet you. Don't oh, worry. Love it. 
It's, a, it's an old Irish saying, apparently. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Um, so I was, it gave me such a warm feeling when they said yeah. that. I was like, so I'm doing the, it's okay that all my plans are destroyed and I'm on this mm -hmm. stupid thing. I'm doing this stupid idea all by myself. I mean, this, so there's, gonna, there's something going to, yes, you'll be okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to share my screen for all of you that have just been listening in. You want to go and grab that pencil and paper so you can write down at least Ken's website. Uh, all of this, this information will be on my YouTube channel as well as my website if you didn't grab the screen. Mm. But if you are watching, please go ahead and feel free to do a screenshot. All righty. So we see that Ken is at the jar dot live dot yep. so the dot live and he is on linkedin under his name as well as instagram for facebook you're going to do podcast dot the jar and um so i wanted to just let him talk a little bit about you know the episodes that he has on that podcast what kind of uh, topics do you discuss yeah so um on the podcast, it's we've got about almost we're almost got the two hundred up. We're just putting up the last episodes, uh, one of one about one every couple of days now, and it's really all the questions that are in the jar. Mm -hmm. So I have this, you know, ginormous jar. It's got four hundred and forty-four questions, and it's about your yesterdays, your todays, your tomorrows, acceptance, forgiveness, compassion, mm -hmm. uh, love, karma, mm -hmm. service and faith and hope and prayer. Mm. So those are the 12 topics and then I made 400 questions. And so it's just, it's me and a guest and the jar and they pull a question out, we talk <laughs> about it and they pull another one out and we talk about it. And through that, we learn their story. So awesome. That Thanks. is wonderful. All right, so everybody, you're gonna wanna go to thejar.live to check out Ken's website and check out also his episodes on Spotify yeah. to hear his stories about all those people that have pulled their questions from the jar. So Ken, it has been just a wonderful time talking with you, getting to know you. And uh, again, I encourage everybody to go to his website and learn more check out all of his episodes so you can hear the stories of 200 of his newest bestest friends <laughs> <laughs> and as Absolutely. always as always i remind everybody that life is a journey and mm. it's up to you to enjoy the ride it has been just wonderful this is vicki methling signing off thank you for tuning into the find your leadership confidence podcast with vicki methling where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.